Hi everyone, John Thornett here again. Another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Um, hope you all in your worlds are all aligning and, uh, and things are working out for you and uh, you're loving this thing that we call life. So hope you're all doing well. Now, what's been happening at, at peak? Well, uh, you, you probably remember at uh, the last podcast episode, where we were talking about the Pharmacy Forum. And on the Thursday morning of the Pharmacy Forum was uh, the recent event for Women in Pharmacy WA when we had a, a breakfast there, which was uh, that was attended very well from 65 lovely young ladies. Um, and uh, so now we're in the midst of planning the next one. Now, we're not going to give anything away as to what the next uh, event is for Women in Pharmacy WA, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And and welcome, Sarah. <laughs> Hello, it's me. <laughs> this is Sarah again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm back. She's back. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Um, that one's actually pretty exciting. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. That's going to be pretty good. Uh, what else has been happening? Um, when we uh, recorded the last podcast, uh, we were having our, our, our team lunch and a financial year lunch Um and uh, we went to this uh, place. We had a bit of a, a bit of a joke about it all because um, Vic and I, who were organising, we didn't tell anyone where we're going to go. And uh, there's a little joke that uh, that uh, when asking where are we going, where are we going? Oh no, it's nothing fancy. You're just having toast and Vegemite at my house. Um, and um, anyway, all 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 jokes and giggles, etc. But it was a great lunch. Um, good food. It was. Fun and frivolities and uh, and shits and giggles and everything like that. And it was great fun. It was great fun. It was. So let's get on to today's topic. Now, what we're going to talk to you about today is what we call patient experience. Now, often when you talk about patient experience to owners, what they, what they tend to concentrate on is what happens when the patient enters the pharmacy. Okay. Oh, we service them really well with script turnaround times and conversations and and all the uh, advice and the value adds and all these wonderful things. And we talked to Mrs. Johnson and how a dog's going and did you see uh, did you see the footy on the weekend and all sorts of wonderful things like that. But that's not patient experience. Well, it's not just patient experience. Patient experience actually extends well beyond that. So let me introduce to you the wonderful, forever beautiful. Sarah. Hello. <laughs> I'm here again. Yay. Yay. So patient experience. Tell me about what is patient experience because it's not just what happens when they're in the pharmacy because their decision-making points are made on the outside. So what is patient experience? Yes. Yeah, so patient experience is not just the transaction or the engagement of service. It's pretty much your both prospective and existing patients experience with you, whether that be behind a screen on a social media profile, them discovering you on the website, the interaction they may have had with your pharmacist at a local footy club. It's everything that they feel about your brand. So you are doing yourself a disservice if you're only – relying on creating a positive patient experience yep. if it's just the customer service interaction. Yep. Yep. So you got this, um, if we focus on the, the humanity here, now the, the human side is uh, we have senses, yes. what we see, 
what we read, um, you know, uh, all these, the, the imagery, the words, the logos, the brands, everything like that. Now, that's all forming part of our, um, uh, it's all part of our thinking, forms part of our the beliefs that we have, and also, also forms part of the opinions we have on the businesses and brands around us, isn't yes. it? Yes. And that's, that's sort of also part of clever marketing is mm -hmm. the brands and everything like that. So, so talk to me more about uh, that from the customer's perspective and what they are taking in when they're at home. Okay. So with at home, you're in your own environment. Yep. So you are going to engage and gravitate towards content, businesses, organisations that relate to you and your particular circumstance. Yeah. So as a pharmacy, what you need to consider from your digital strategy or from community engagement, anything outside the four walls of your pharmacy is how you want to be perceived, how you want to promote yourself when yep. people are in their own environment. Yeah. So you need to make sure that anything that you do from a branding perspective is a true reflection of patient experience when they're in the store. That's number one. Number two is you've got to pretty much treat it as your resume as to why people should come and engage with you and mm. your services over, say, your competitors. Yeah. So um, a cool case study for me is when I was at home with a newborn, my son, not just a random That's right, newborn. you spoke about this at the, the, at forum. the forum when yeah. you were speaking there. Yeah. yeah, so my son was young. He had some tummy issues. My husband was still at work. GP was closed. So I did a frantic search on Google, discovered that a pharmacy was promoting itself as a baby health expert threw Harry in the car, drove down to the pharmacy. And then when I started talking to the pharmacist and the pharmacist, the assistant on hand, they told me that they didn't have any experience with baby health. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't yeah. great. That's like a really bad example yeah, yeah. <laughs> of when they're not utilising marketing to showcase their patient experience in a positive way. Mm. And that's something that could be easily controllable. I'm sure that they're a great pharmacy, don't get me wrong, um, but what they were promoting isn't what was being experienced by me yep. as a patient. Yep. Maybe one of the pharmacists were baby health experts, but if you're going to invest in marketing and promote that, then your whole team need to know what's going on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so patient experience is just so powerful and just something that you can definitely control. Yeah. So, so the main point here is that the patient experience starts on the home front. Yes, it, it does. It's, it's, it starts in the lounge room in the kitchen table. And that's where patients start forming an opinion as to whether they like you or not. Yeah, of course. And whether you're even relevant in their world. Of course. Yeah. yeah and th yeah. that's where the patient experience starts. So, so then the next question is, well, how? what do we do in the store to impact people in the home front and start uh, um, uh, boosting their experience of our store and our pharmacy from outside our four walls. Yeah. Okay. So there's a few little things that I would recommend you doing. First, understanding what is your USP, which is your unique selling proposition. Yep. So what would be the most likely reason for people to want to come and shop with you? Yep. Because at the end of the day, we want them to become your own going patients. Mm. So understanding what you stand for, whether that be a niche service, whether it be like a really customer service centric model, um, pricing, 
community engagement, so forth. So what is your marketing message? What are you going to promote? From there, um, understanding that relates to your audience. So knowing who your audience should be based on that message, whether that be your immediate catchment area, if you're looking at a certain demographic, so say centred towards men and men's health Mm. or female, family, babies, so forth, diabetic patients. So understanding who your audience is. And then once you've answered those two questions, and when I say answer, like really doing your research yeah, and yeah. understanding the ins and outs of your patients and why they would come and shop from you, is then figuring out what channels you can utilise um, outside the four walls of your pharmacy to promote this message to yep. reach that audience. Yep, yep. So there's obviously digital media, there's social media, website, email marketing, my fan favourite at the moment, but there's also the traditional ones, for example, you know, sponsorships, collaborations, yes, yep. um, connecting with your allied health. I yep. think then it always needs to be a balance of the two yep. um, just because that's kind of like evening the playing field for yourself, yep. so to speak. And that really is, um, like in my view, the role of a pharmacy owner is not to be behind dispensing counter and oh, knock no, out no, 200 no. scripts a day. Uh, the role of pharmac- the pharmacy owner is also to, to use the term that I use, is to make it rain. Yeah. And, and that means you've got to get out there. You've yep. got to be talking to people in your local community, the doctors, the health professionals, the local charities, not-for-profits, sporting organisations, the owner of the IGA around the corner. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of people out there that you can be talking to and collaborating with and doing amazing things with. Yeah, oh, definitely. Before working um, at Peak Strategies, you know, I was in the real estate industry and they couldn't rely on the trust because... Yes. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, real estate industry, but you're like one of the least (laughs) trusted, like, professions and you couldn't rely purely on the fact that people know that like they didn't have to list their house with these real estate agents. So they had to hustle. So they had to get out and network. They had to prospect. And I've taken all of these strategies that I learned from those five years in the real estate industry because I think that there's even bigger opportunity for pharmacies because you do have that trust and you do have that everyday need that people will always need to fill a script or people will need to get a vaccination to go on holiday. So I think that, yeah, there's just like, I think we should no longer just rely on those key, the trust and, you know, the not the services, but what a pharmacy is and actually get out and actively promote ourselves. Don't be afraid. Yeah. And, and the important thing here is, is, um, Marketing is not just the socials, is it? No, that's just a channel. No. I got really passionate then. Yeah, like you a very did. Long that, that was, no. there, there was a lot of emotion because, in that comment. Well, I think, <laughs> John, to be completely honest and to our listeners here is when I first started working you know, within the pharmacy landscape, I kind of was pigeonholed to social media, not by what I could do. It's just people's perception of marketing. Mm. When social media is just a channel, really marketing is the strategy side of things of, okay, what are, what's, our, what's our strategy? What are, what are, what are we going to promote mm. to our audience? Um, and also understanding our audience, looking at the data and creating opportunities from there. Social yep. media is yep. just the vehicle to get the message out. But yep. you can't just be on social media and expect yep. results. You need to do the hard work beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the um, uh, types, of, uh, types of things that owners could be doing to uh, sort of boost their, 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 not boost their profile, but... To, to boost the, the patient experience at the home front. Yep. So I'd be looking at what you're doing well and making sure that I'm that you're educating your patients yep. on that. So um, just because you offer a service doesn't mean that Sarah down the road knows that you're offering it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, 
um, key example is if you are really focusing on sleep apnea, unless you're like you're you can't rely on the patients just to come in and then you qualify them there. Yeah. Like let's looking at let's create an educational content calendar where you let people in your local area know that you offer these sleeps and we're like what is a sleep study um if you if you already are a sleep patient like how often do you have to um do maintenance on the machine so just like you know those commonly asked questions that people have when they're in store like use different channels to promote that message Mm. if you've got uh, an audience that is skewed maybe older so over 65 plus look at ways that you could do workshops with mm. you know the local rsl club you know maybe even some traditional advertising of a, like a coupon in the newspaper if that's yep. there they're going to collect it and come in and see you yep. so looking at ways to yeah have look at what you're offering in store and then think of ways to promote that but also don't think of it just purely advertising but educating yeah and i think it's a very important point here is part of that um patient experience is um how are you relevant in my life and how are you going to make my life better and therefore how how you communicate therefore becomes really important so if we if we pick on sleep apnea as an example is yeah, you can put something out on the socials or an ad in the local rag or something like that that says, we do sleep apnea. And for the average patient, I think, well, number one, what the hell is it? And, <laughs> and, and how are you relevant to my life? Or how are you going to make my life better? Whereas a communication strategy should be completely different. It should be, do you have a problem with snoring? Do you have problems with this? And I'm an accountant, so I'm not going to make yeah. up things. Um, I am making up things. Um, so sort of communicating in the way that is relevant to the patient and what they're experiencing at home and how you can improve their lifestyle. Yeah. The terminology is irrelevant. Yeah, so this is like, yeah, if we're speaking on sleep apnea, um, I know that <laughs> your partners are probably getting a very disrupted sleep if you're snoring very loudly. Yes. I've experienced that with my husband sometimes, so it could be of a sick of being kicked out of your own bed in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, like those yeah, kind yeah. of like those things or, you know, like um, when is snoring like harmful for your health because yep. snoring is not just snoring like there sometimes can be underlying mm. health issues so yeah really pulling on those heartstrings and that emotive there's a lot of psychology behind it um when it comes to you know pulling on those heartstrings and getting people to engage yep. another thing with communication strategies and education is like one post is not going to say like change the livelihood of your pharmacy it's about being consistent yeah so um when you're looking at how to build the patient experience it's just being in front of these people as much as you can yep. consistently yeah 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 and all that part of building branding and awareness has um a number of a number of impacts which is very relevant in this sort of 60-day world now is um for us to protect and maintain our profitability and and viability as a business uh, we need to maintain we need to maintain the, the revenue streams to maintain revenue streams coming in is not just a factor of price but it's also a factor of volume mm-hmm. now volume comes from a number of things it comes from um, your existing customer base and how many times they come to you your existing customer base and ensuring they keep coming back to you as well as pulling in new customers and patients as well. 
And so when you're looking at patient experience, you've got to have that perspective of I'm talking to my existing patients, number one, I want to make sure they keep coming back to me. So how can I communicate to them to ensure they keep coming back and I'm still relevant in their world? How do I communicate to my existing patients so that I can keep them coming back more frequently because of services that we've got that may benefit them? Vaccinations, meds checks, um, uh, DAAs, things like that. Okay, as well as how do I get in front of other people in my community to see if I can get them to come to me because I'm more relevant. So there's different strategies there, isn't there, about why you're communicating, what you're trying to, what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah. So the and that boils down to the more you know about your audience is the better because then yep. you can create life cycles. Yep. So if you're, for example, picking on a family, looking at the calendar year, looking at how you can help them through the seasonal periods, uh, as their children age as well, navigating yep. daycare, going into school, vaccinations, so forth, and then create. Um, content from there yep. and consistent content and once you actually have that bird's eye view of the calendar year you're able to realize how often and then also looking at how you can reach them so having consistent social media strategy um, email strategy also sms reminders is a really good mm. thing so really looking at your database and seeing where they are in the health journey yep. so that's like segmentation of your database mm. and things like that in terms of your perspective patients is if you are look, going down the path of where I recommend or really underslight looking at who your key audiences are, you're able to replicate why your existing patients are coming in time yep. and time again. Yep. And so you've got to use those kind of more outward strategies of, say, social media and community engagement to remind them to come and see you. Yep. Because if you haven't already got their email or you haven't seen them in store to remind them, you have to think of other ways. Yep. So I would definitely yeah utilise that same content calendar and just tweak it slightly to say, like, to yep. promote for them to come and see you for the first time versus come and see us again. Mm. Now, a, a very good example here of um, patient experience um, and even from the uh, like a, someone new to a pharmacy, and I want to go back to your example. Mm. Um, so you went to a pharmacy because, yeah, mother, yeah, tummy, <laughs> tummy, tummy issues, issues and as newborn as new, newborn parents, that's not the correct word, as I know what you meant. parents of a newborn. <laughs> yeah, first um, time as well. <laughs> yeah, of course, we, yeah, we, we want to know, we, we, we seek out answers and we and information and solutions yes. that's going to help out, help our, our little darling. Um, <laughs> now, so you went to this pharmacy because they said that they were good at baby, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And so that was a quite an interesting thing of, I'll go to this because they said they know about baby, walked in there and no one had the faintest idea. No, they had the stock, but they didn't have the expertise or the person that was trained on it yep. in store. And then, so yeah, when I say that they had like promoted themselves as baby health, I mean on the outside of their pharmacy down a busy road, there's a baby, a mum and a baby, and it says baby health as well as digital. So it wasn't just like a one-off. I found a rogue blog that maybe was, you know, from a few years ago. It was like pretty consistent yeah. Com yeah. communication. Uh, and, yes, yeah, so it's just people expect, like I said before, you guys have the trust. So if you're promoting that, I'm going to, especially because I 
am lo- seeking help. I don't know the answers. Mm. So if someone's saying they have the answers and they're a pharmacist, yeah. I'm going to gravitate towards that. So funnily enough, after I left that pharmacy, which part- how, how did you feel at that point? Oh, I mean, I was very you're quite well, stressed. At this I was time. very emotional, and if you know me, I am very like I'm a highly sensitive, emotional little bean. Surely not, little no. bean. Yeah, I am. No. That's probably why I'm in the psychology marketing sort of <laughs> space. Uh, so I felt very frazzled. I'd also taken Harry out. My, that's my son. In the like at eight p.m., mm. it was a bit daunting. Um, you know, I didn't really drive him around too much at that point. So I was feeling very frazzled, but I still needed some solutions because mm. my hubby wasn't going to be home anytime soon. And that was just when the borders were just opening. So I wasn't asking mum to come over because of COVID and yep. things like yep. that. So anyway, I then um, remembered that I'd seen something else about another pharmacy that was probably like another five, 10 minute drive. So then I went there and it was like polar opposite. And mm. now I go there. So what was that experience like? They were very understanding. They, uh, the pharmacists had children themselves. The team members went and talked to me through different formula options. And also with tummy issues, it's not going to be fixed right there and there for a mm. newborn. But they actually offered me guidance on like a plan. And mm. as a parent, you want a plan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so if this doesn't work, I can go here. And um, they knew of my local GP and like they were happy to chat like, consult with them so yeah completely different experience and it was very positive and I started going to them for because Harry continued to have um issues for a while and we discovered yeah cow milk protein which is this whole thing but anyway they helped me with that yeah yeah and this is a very important lesson here and there's another question I want to ask you on that Mm -hmm. um there's a very important lesson here of um what what you how you're communicating what you're communicating to the outside audience then your outside audience are then going to have an expectation when they step into your store. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that what you're communicating to the outside audience is replicated or even enhanced mm-hmm. when they get to the store. Mm-hmm. That's very important. So important. Now, the other point I want to ask about this is from that experience with that second pharmacy you went to of Thank God I've got someone who can help me, etc. Now, you're part of mother's groups. Yes, 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 yes. Tell me about that because this is – and the listeners, I want you to put your business hat on here when you hear this. So I then had a mother's group. It was on Zoom then because it was COVID time and I people were having – because colic and tummy issues is just like such a common theme for newborn babies I've learnt now. Um, and anyway, it was definitely something that came up with – some of the mothers and because we were in that area, yeah, we're yeah. all, you get assigned to the area that you live in. So there was about 10 to 12 mothers, including me. Mm-hmm. So um, I then referred that pharmacy and I think about eight of them went. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. they came and spoke to me about it. Um, so yeah, it, like that's eight referrals. Yep. So, <laughs> so put your business hat on here. All right, so let's take away the human story. And I just want, to, want you to put your business hat on here. This is why we're talking about patient experience, mm-hmm. okay? So that patient experience of, of someone's got an issue in your community and is looking for a solution. So they are going to f- go to the, the socials. They're going to go to websites. They're going to go to Facebook, so Google reviews and everything like that. Okay, so number one, you least have to be out there to, for people to know about you and what you do. Number two is that, you need to replicate that and enhance it when they get to the store. Now, the other part to this is 
think about the numbers. So if that a case of just you, mm-hmm. it's not just you no. because there is Sarah and your ongoing health needs yep. as lifetime journey of the customer. One transaction versus how many transactions a year versus how many transactions versus how many years. That one customer for you is what's that worth in dollar terms? Because I assume you still keep going back there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All my scripts yeah. are there. Well, my one script, but yeah. continually, yeah. and then my husband as well. That's right. So this is important. It's not just Sarah. And it's Sarah and husband. It's now Sarah, husband, and baby. Yeah. And uh, a little hazard there, obviously, you know, child and being a boy, um, we're going to need looking after because they're boys. That's what we do. Um <laughs> But also, then it's eight other families as well. Yeah. Think about the dollar impact on that pharmacy from that one experience. Yeah, it's so And you start multiplying that out and thinking, over 12 months, what is the potential GP dollars that, as a business, you've generated from that one interaction? And then you look at that saying, okay, now what is that over the, the, the lifespan of these people? That's enormous dollars. Yeah, it's so enormous dollars. And also to with the case studies of the two pharmacies, I went to the first because they were more outwardly promoting the baby health. Mm. The other pharmacy only had a little bits and pieces, and yeah. that's when I was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to go anyway." So imagine if that pharmacy had the same kind of com strategy yes. that the other pharmacy did yeah. that was doing the service yeah. well. Yeah. Um, that wasn't probably the right. I've said that a bit funny, but yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like there is a way to elevate what they're doing. Yeah. And that's what I recommend. So sometimes when we have consulting sessions and John and I, we collaborate in our mastermind on this, is we workshop with our clients on what, what do you want to do? And sometimes we have the clients come with these really out of the box ideas, but they're not actually looking inwards at what are, what they're already doing well. Yep. So if you're already doing something well at a store level and you got your whole team is, you know, trained on it, passionate about it, like just explore that part. Some yeah. you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. Yeah. And that's where I think you're going to see the most results. And what we're looking for at the moment is patient loyalty. And if you're already yes. gaining loyalty from some patients, it's just looking at how you can replicate that. Yeah. 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 So, um, give me some um, examples of um, other pharmacies that have uh, done it well, um, and we'll keep the little uh, tea with JT example. We'll keep that one okay, to, cool, to, cool. To, to to the side because uh, that's a that's, that was really cool what happened there. We're gonna keep that one last because that's really cool. <laughs> so, give me some other examples of pharmacies who are doing it well in regards to the patient experience uh, externally. Yep, so I think with the patient experience externally, we've been working with a like some pharmacy owners as part of a small group for a few years now and they've really looked at the opportunity for database. Mm. So, you know, growing their database, not just to be their existing patients but people around their area in the demographic of what they offer. So they're constantly working at filling their their top of the funnel, which in marketing, that means the people that you're going to market to up the very top. I just realised I'm on a podcast and I'm like doing hand gestures, but no. Yeah, it's not as effective on the podcast, (laughs) but but, but you keep doing it. You keep doing it. So from there, because they've got this large database, they've been able to um, create more traffic into their pharmacy because their positioning within their community is really honed into their key services. So they've got a, they're not just farm 
pharmacy, like, well, they're a pharmacy, but they've got other like allied health that work with them and collaborate. And as a result, they've seen increases on that, mm, yeah. you know, brought um, expanding their pharmacy, adding more consult rooms as a result. And that's yeah. purely from their database management. Yeah. Another pharmacy that has done really well is the social media. So they had a really strong community engagement focus mm. and they're actually a beast of a pharmacy. Mm. Um, but they, very similar to that pharmacy that I was talking about in my second case study. Um, and then as a result, they decided to explore social media to start promoting and trying to find similar audience mm. online. And yeah. as a result, they've had 30% growth in key service bookings over the last three months which is you know where we want to see results we don't we want to be able to track what's happening so that's yeah. like a tangible result yeah. so growth I am working with a pharmacy at the moment that had a stale Facebook account and um, but they had 2,000 likes so when mm. I say stale is mean they hadn't posted anything yeah yeah um, for a very long yeah. time and their engagement score went up 200% and wow. we could see their click through to the website and that was over a three month period. Yeah. So yeah, and that is all very social media driven. I've also seen some previously where we've done some in-store events and workshops. So yeah. a sleep case study where they had like a pretty engaged small group of people that were sleep patients mm. but they kind of it was like one transactional so they would purchase the machine and then they wouldn't see them again but yeah. really we want to keep them like just because you have your machine you still have sleep apnea so the service of the machine it's checking in to make sure that you have the right machine and uh moving forward with that travel items so forth so we started hosting six monthly sleep app, CPAP machine cleaning and maintenance. And as a result, they began to purchase parts and yeah, yeah. Well, it started coming in a bit more. And when we actually sent out an email to the database, because we always like, just because you offer a service and you have a patient, don't assume that they're always, they're going to take up all of your services. Mm. They might just come to fill their script at your pharmacy. Mm. So we sent an email out inviting the whole to the whole database and one of the patients came in and goes, I have a sleep ap like I have sleep apnea. I didn't know you offered sleep. Mm. Yeah, and wow. so from there they yeah. had purchased from somewhere else and then they jumped ship and came on board with yeah. these people. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really cool wow. example. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So before we finish off, uh, what else would you like to tell the audience about this thing patient experience? I think in the current market with 60-day dispensing, mm. uh, that this is something that you should be looking at. Yep. So I know um, I, the beauty of working with you, It's got to be up there amongst your top strategies, hasn't oh, it? Oh, because I've had I've been so lucky in the fact that I get to sit on sit in some of the sessions with you mm. and I see these cost-cutting exercises where it comes to, like, looking at, you know, reducing opening hours, also pricing increase of, you know, adding 50 cents to everything or, you mm. know, adding to med, um, med medical certificates yeah, and yeah. all so forth. And then, but there's still like a huge gap of stuff, like if the projected yep. policy changes come into play and that's the projected loss impacts your pharmacy, there is still so much more yep. gap to fill. And I think that this is something that you're going to get some patient loyalty from it yep. so and the best thing is doing what you do well yeah so and that's exactly the strategy i looked at when i started with you john was looking at what you did well and then promoting that yep. so i think yeah 
don't be afraid of marketing. Patient experience is something that you guys can control when you're already doing at a store level. It's just now projecting it. Yeah. So um, if you are really like struggling or not sure, not sure where to start, always reach out to us and we also have a course that can help yep. begin that yep, planning. Yep, yep. So brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I want to leave <laughs> on T with JT, enter jingle. Um, uh, tell me about the experience you had with a client who's recently come to you for marketing help because I love this story. Now firstly I want to preface because you know I'm a marketer I always have to paint the picture but we've been trying to get this pharmacy client on board well I have um, for a very long time so I reckon about four years uh, and they've always said oh we don't need it like you know. And they've always been a good store. Amazing they've always, store. They've always done well. And that's yeah. what I say to them. I'm like, if you're doing well now, imagine if we can elevate that. You know, there's mm. so much opportunity. So finally they were like, yep, I've got a team member that wants you that you can work with. Let's set up this course. And so their marketing has been pretty much the only measurable change that they've had in the yep. last few months um, since. And we've worked so on the So the core s- business activities remain the, the same. same. It hasn't really changed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they came and saw me and they let me know that they had 10% growth on scripts from wow. month to month. And they said verbatim, marketing is the only thing that we've changed. And I was like, yes, yes. And it was, and it beca- it's worked so well because they've understood what they've done well and now they're just amplifying yep. it. Yeah. Yep. So I was pretty stoked with that. Yeah. And I know as pharmacists, you guys like analytics and data and I have learnt to love it too. <laughs> so, and I, I, it I helps John, to tell the story. John has definitely helped me with that as well. So yeah, I definitely, when you work with me, it's not working on a one graphic, it's a consistent system. Yep, yep. So, um, how can they get in touch with you, and uh, and and what are the types of things that you can help them with in regards to their marketing and enhancing their 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 their, their patients' experience? Yep. So, firstly, there is our marketing course, which you can find on our website, which yep. will be in the show notes, peakstrategies.com.au. Yep. Uh, but in terms of consultation, we can do our strategy brainstorm yep. and also post the course as well where I can look at your plan and kind of flesh out yep. if you've missed and something. And so you can work with the team. Yeah, working with the team. Um, and like is, yeah, this idea is uh, you want to you don't want to do it for them. You want to no. show the team how to do no. it so they can they yep. can take it on and be brilliant yep. at it. Yeah, and the reason for that, I understand that people are like, oh, I don't have time to do this, but I we are about helping you guys retain patient loyalty and your biggest marketing asset is your team therefore it needs to be done in-house that's where I've seen the results the most and I'm only gonna sell a course that I know is gonna help achieve results so but what I can do is act, act as a consultant and strategy strategy is my game it's where I thrive Yep. If I don't say so myself. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's my thing. <laughs> so yeah, um, reach out to me on LinkedIn as well, Sarah Rendell. And yeah, that's that's Brilliant. it. Thank you. No, thank you. I enjoyed this, of course. <laughs> of, of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. So thank you very much, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, we'll be back uh, before too long with another one. Talk yep. soon. Look after yourselves. Bye. Okay, bye.